We hear in our gospel story this morning kind of the second part of what we heard last week. Last weekend, if you recall, Jesus sent the disciples out in pairs to begin ministering in his name. And today we see the disciples coming back and they're very excited to share with Jesus all that happened while they were on that mission. And he wants to take them away to this deserted place, give them a little bit of time to refresh and recollect. And of course, as anyone who does ministry knows, uh, just when you think you're going to get a chance maybe to sit down and rest for a few minutes, there's another need that comes up. And so they come to this place and there's this crowd. And Jesus' heart is moved with pity at the sight of this crowd. And he begins to teach them many things. As I was reflecting on these scriptures this week, I wondered what Jesus saw that moved his heart when he saw that crowd. And I suspect he saw in the faces of some of those people, maybe that they were a little bit lost. And maybe looking at the crowd, he saw people who seemed to be fearful about life, a little worried, a little scared. And maybe he also saw people that he could see in their faces were clearly heading the wrong direction in their life, and he wanted to bring them back. My brothers and sisters, Sometimes in our life of faith, we forget who we are and we forget who God is. And I want to start out with talking about who God is. And I think a wonderful way for us to understand that is to go back to the first chapter of Genesis and look at the way that God created the world that's all around us. And one of the very beautiful things about this church space is we have this entire window that looks out on nature. And it's so beautiful to be able to make that connection between what we do here in this church and the natural world that is all around us. But we know that God created the natural world and he placed all the plants and all the shrubs and the water and the sky and the mountains and all of those things he placed there for us. And there is a beautiful rhythm in nature. And I think it's really helpful for us sometimes to slow down and pay attention to what's going on around us in nature. Do you know that humans are the only species who worry about taking care of themselves? How am I going to take care of myself? Animals don't have these worries. Watch the birds sometime. In Matthew's Gospel, he tells us that the birds do not gather, they don't sow or reap, they gather nothing into barns, and yet our Heavenly Father takes care of them. And are not we more important than those little birds? And we can go back to the Garden of Eden, to the story of our first parents, and think about that lush, beautiful garden that the Lord created and placed those two first humans in that garden. And they had everything that they needed, everything they needed. And then there was the fall. And they noticed that they were naked and they felt ashamed. And they became fearful. And they felt this separation from God and so they ran and hid. And the good shepherd looked for them and found them. 
and brought them back again. Adam and Eve forgot who they were. They wanted something more, something that they thought was maybe going to be a little bit better than what they had. And they followed the wrong voice. And how true that is for me in my life sometimes, and I would suspect for all of us, that sometimes we just follow that wrong voice that takes us off the path. I'm going to share a story with you this morning about a man that I met in a correctional facility a couple of years ago. His name is Thomas. And I sat down to talk with Thomas, and he began to tell me about his life. He grew up in a very poor family, uh, did not have a father. His mother did the best she could, but sometimes lost her temper with him and was kind of harsh with him. Had a hard time getting through school. And as he got to be a little bit older, these problems kind of mounted up on him. And he decided to turn to drugs as a way to ease his suffering. And so he became addicted to drugs. And his life became a pattern of addiction, followed by crime to pay for the drugs that he was using. And then, of course, ending up in jail. And that was his life for about the first 40 years of his life. And right before he got into jail this time, he had had another conversion experience. He had found the Lord again. He has gotten his life back on track. And one of the beautiful doors that God opened for Thomas during this time was to reestablish a relationship with his son, a son he hadn't seen in over 10 years. And his son was now 12 years old. And so Thomas began to have these phone conversations with his son. And began to build a relationship again, and trust was building, and all these good things were happening. And his son said, Dad, we're having a family reunion next month. It was going to be in, in Iowa, and he would have to travel there. He said, Dad, I really want you to come. I want to see you face to face. I want to meet you, spend time with you. And Thomas thought, oh, this is going to be great. And he was so excited about that reunion and spending that time with his son. And as it got closer and closer and closer to that time, the fear started welling up in him. And instead of turning to God and turning that over, he took it on himself. And he was trying to figure out what he was going to do. And just a few days before he was supposed to go on that trip to meet his son, he relapsed and used drugs again. And the whole trip fell apart. And he was so sad and so broken, and he felt so ashamed about what had happened. And I picked up a crucifix that I had sitting on the table, and I held it in front of him. And I said, Thomas, do you know how much God loves you? He shook his head. Thomas, do you know how much God loves you? and a tear rolled down his cheek. And I said two or three more times, Thomas, do you know how much God loves you? And that tear became a flood. And in that moment, there was healing and grace and reconciliation and peace. Thomas forgot who he was 
and he forgot how good God was. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I have that same problem. God has created the world with a beautiful rhythm. And we see that so clearly in nature around us. There is an order to things. And there's a hierarchy in nature. The animals who are the fiercest know they're, that they're at the top of the pile. And little bugs and ants know they're at the bottom of the pile and know to watch out for the, the bigger ones. There's a beautiful rhythm in that. And we can find that so easily by staring at the beauty of a night sky, by listening to the birds as they sing and communicate with one another, or by staring into a clear brook or stream as it rolls by us. My brothers and sisters, we are most authentically ourselves when we are in sync with the rhythm of the natural world all around us, and when we fall into the arms of our loving God and trust in Him for everything that we need in our lives. Our psalm this morning is one of my favorite ones, maybe one of your favorites as well. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. And David and, and the musical group here did a very beautiful rendition of that. But one of my favorite renditions of that psalm is the setting by Marty Haugen that is called Shepherd Me, O God. Are you familiar with it? Let's sing that verse together just for a moment this morning. Shepherd me, O God, beyond my wants, beyond my fears, from death into What a beautiful prayer. Shepherd me, O oh God, beyond my wants, not the things that I really need in this world, but the things that kind of pull at me sometimes. Money, fame, power, that hot new red sports car, whatever it might be. Shepherd me, O oh God, beyond my fears, the things that keep me from trusting completely in you as the source of everything that I need in my life. And finally, God, bring me from death into life, the death of sin, to life in Jesus Christ our Lord. The lesson of Adam and Eve in the garden is that they were searching for something that they thought they needed when everything they needed was literally right in front of them. I don't know about you, but I do that sometimes. I forget who I am and who God is, and I'm looking for something that I don't really need. Sometimes we're like sheep without a shepherd, aren't we? We forget we are God's precious children. We forget how much he loves us and cares about every single thing in our life. We forget that God is ultimate love and mercy and grace and peace. 
I'm a person who likes to have a plan A and a plan B and a plan C in my life. And you know what I'm going to do after preaching this homily today? I'm going to dispense with plan B, C, D, and go with plan A. And plan A is complete and total trust, total surrender to God for every single thing that we need in our lives. We don't need a plan B or C or D. I want to invite all of us this week to make a commitment to spend a few minutes each day in nature observing this beautiful creation all around us. And whether that's out on a walk or just sitting out on your front porch or on your deck or even sitting inside and looking out the window, pay attention to those little birds and how they just go about their business every day without worrying. And the second challenge I'd like to ask us to consider this morning, as we come and receive Jesus in this Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity, that we approach that altar today just like little children, just like the first time that we received that first Holy Communion, and receive that love and that peace and that hope, knowing that whatever it is in our lives that may be causing us to be worried or anxious, He's right there with us. May God bless you. Amen.